On today's show, free agency continues to draw near, and that means that it is time to discuss some more reports and some more rumors because we know this is the time of year where fans get the most excited. What is the latest on Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, uh, and even Jay Crowder? We haven't discussed Jay Crowder a lot. We're going to do that today. Javon Carter, where does he lie in this difficult situation the Bucks find themselves in from a financial perspective? And are there any other names on the list they could pike the interest of Bucks fans. So plenty to discuss, and I've got lots of questions for you guys on today's show. So let's get into it. Him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot. Up. My name's Kane Pippen. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my work over at ESPN. Riding solo today, uh, there may or may not be a number of Locked On Bucks familiar faces traveling into town today, getting here uh, for something that we're going to put together. So I'm riding solo, but that's fine because there is plenty of news to get through on today's show. and We're not going to waste too much time. But firstly, we do thank you all for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single day, uh, particularly during the offseason and we're starting to lean into and start to get fired up a little bit about the free agency period there's going to be news starting to trickle out and we've certainly had some rumors over the last 24 hours since we did a show yesterday two shows with justin garcia so we appreciate the sport if you haven't yet drop a like drop a comment and uh, subscribe follow all those things it helps us in a big big way and the show continues to grow uh, and it is free to do so so we would absolutely appreciate that so as i mentioned from the top Lots to get through in terms of some of the big names on this Milwaukee roster and what could potentially be happening over the next week or so. Uh, There is none bigger than Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton, and we've discussed both of these guys a lot over the last week for good reason. Uh, There seems to be continued optimism, and certainly everything you hear and read is suggesting that uh, both of those guys are in a pretty good position to return to Milwaukee next year. Uh, As discussed on yesterday's show and previously, it makes the most sense for those guys to return to Milwaukee. And look, there's going to be some financial restrictions. Clearly, for a number of reasons that we can continue to get into, the lower the number for those two guys, the better you feel about the flexibility of what the Bucks front office can do with some of the names that we're going to continue to discuss on today's show. But Mark Stein, the latest, suggesting that the Bucks are in good position for Lopez and Chris Middleton to return. He also said that the Bucs are in a decent position for Jay Crowder to return. And I want to get into the Jay Crowder conversation right now because we haven't really gotten into it a lot. I think Jay Crowder is a difficult guy to get a read on based on what we saw last year because we just didn't see enough of it. It was too late in the season. We know his preparation leading up to that uh, was far from ideal. So for Jay Crowder, I think the Bucs are in an interesting spot. So first, let me pull up the depth chart that we're looking at, and I was just, uh, before I jumped on this podcast, reading through the athletic story from Eric Name, and we're going to add a couple of names to this list, but this is basically, as of today, with the guys that are contracted on this Milwaukee Bucks roster, 
the projected depth chart, which looks a little bit thin. Let's just say that. So Drew Holiday is obviously there. Uh, Javon Carter, at the moment, we'll get into him a little bit later, but does he decline his player option? Certainly, uh, it has been reported that that is going to be the case, but he's on this list, but that, let's remove him. So you've got Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, Bochamp, Giannis, and Bobby Portis as your six uh guaranteed contracts or five guaranteed contracts, Javon Carter will wait and see. So that's five guys that are guaranteed. You've got the two rookies that you assume you're going to be able to lock up here on on cheap uh, uh, rookie deals, Andre Jackson Jr. and Chris Livingston as well. So that takes you to seven. And if you – that's eight, sorry. So then if you add Brook Lopez and Chris Middleton to that, uh, that's taking you up to 10 guys. And then do you bring back – a Jay Crowder or a Joe Ingles or a Javon Carter. Probably, you can probably get away with bringing two of those guys back. They can take you to 12 players. And historically, when we've looked at the Bucks roster over the last few years, partially because of tax stuff and flexibility towards the back end of the roster, the Bucks have carried an extra roster spot. So if we just go ahead and assume that the Bucks are looking to get to 14 guys, it only leaves you with two extra players on the roster. And as Frank has done, a really good job of explaining, not only on this show, uh, but via his Twitter as well. The number that he keeps getting back to, Frank Madden, this is, in if you can find a way to contain the contracts of Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez to around that $49 million total, it does open up the idea that you could bring back one of Jay Crowder or Javon Carter for a, a smaller figure, more than a minimum, but a smaller figure, and then still potentially have room to use the $5 million taxpayer mid-level exception. So in everything that I'm looking at and reading and the projections that certainly, you know, I try to put together, it is around the idea that you could get Chris Milton on a multi-year deal, but let's say anywhere between the 32, 33, $34 million mark per year, certainly for this upcoming year. And then Brooke Lopez around the $15 million mark. And it leaves you in a decent position. But it does bring us back to the Jay Crowder conversation and where he lies in this. And that's why I'm going to be asking the listeners and the viewers today to tell me how you feel about Jay Crowder. The trade, we know there was some investment there when we talk about the second round picks. And then what you think a a dollar amount uh, looks in a fair way, looks like for the Milwaukee Bucks. Because... I still can buy into the idea that Jay Crowder can be an important player for this team. So I've got some of the numbers from a lineup perspective and really just how little we saw of Jay Crowder. So I definitely want to get uh, to that next after we talk about our friends at eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you'll get your money back because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. To get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, as I mentioned right off the top, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first watch or first listen of every single weekday. 
Uh, plenty to continue to discuss on today's show, including Jay Crowder and potentially some names that are on the, the lower dollar amount from the free agency list. Certainly, as I look at it uh, this morning, some of the names that might uh, have some interest to you. But let's get to Jay Crowder. So this is just some of the the overall numbers that stand out to me when uh, Jay Crowder. But when it comes to that negativity, I, I don't know whether we saw enough to feel that way. Now, he came to Milwaukee. There was five second-round picks that were used in that trade. Kind of a significant investment. So the first question I've got for the listers is, do you care about that investment and is part of your reason why you might want Jay Crowder back on the Milwaukee Bucks because you want to cash in on that trade and not not just waste the assets that you have? And look, we've spoken a lot about the idea of the Dante DiVincenzo trade. And overall, while I can continue to understand the theory behind the trade, it didn't work out for the Bucks. That was not a trade that worked out in a, in a positive way in terms of asset retention or asset use. So for Jay Crowder, if you say well, we gave up five second-round picks for you around the trade deadline last year. We got 18 games of production in the regular season, 340 total minutes. And if you look at those total minutes, to me, the idea of bringing Jay Crowder onto this roster and for a playoff perspective, which we know he did not play a lot, was the idea of the different lineups you could use. Uh, What did Jay Crowder have in the tank in terms of versatility Is he someone that can switch on to multiple defenders? And certainly he's got that physicality or attitude that, again, I don't like the comparison with PJ Tucker, but there was something similar there with the physicality in terms of the way that they would try and play, certainly the postseason experience. But the idea for any of these maximizing defensive lineups, particularly now when we think about Adrian Griffin and wanting to play an aggressive style defense, force turnovers, probably switch a lot, maybe play a little bit smaller, you would want Jay Crowder to be a plus player playing alongside Giannis, right? I mean, that seems like the obvious way that you would want to maximize Jay Crowder. And then all the other little things, the three-point shooting, they're additive. And if you get any offense out of Jay Crowder, you feel pretty good about it. Crowder and Giannis appeared... So I already mentioned Jay Crowder played 18 regular season games. He appeared alongside Giannis in 10 games for a total of 96 minutes. Now, that is not enough to get any type of indication of what those two could do together with the other pieces you have with Drew Holiday, uh, you know, Lopez, Milton, all these guys. That's not enough time. So when I look at it, I can still have some optimism about what I think Jay Crowder can bring to this team. And the question is going to be the financial uh, dollars there now. Is Jay Crowder hurt by the idea that he didn't play a lot last year? We don't know what the preparation was like. Will teams be put off by that? Or are the Bucs going to be priced out by another team that thinks that he can be a real playoff, impactful player? I'm not 100% sure, but as we already discussed, in an ideal world, if you can get Jay Crowder for around probably a little bit less than half what he was on last year around the $10 million deal, if you could get him on that $4 million range, it can open up some flexibility. So that is going to be part of the equation for the Bucks when they're signing these contracts with these guys. I'm never someone that says that, particularly someone like Chris Middleton or Brooke Lopez, for that matter, that have done a lot for this team. Like It's not up to them to take a pay cut to bring in another player. But there's no doubt, if the Bucks get some favorable deals from the front office for some of these star players that have given a lot, 
and Jay Crowder, someone that's new to the system, it will open up the possibilities of maybe adding another impact player. And as we discussed, the Bucks are already probably going to be at about 11 or 12 guys and only have one or two more to add. So, you know, to me, overall, part of it is still wanting to cash in on the investment of the five second round picks and see what Jay Crowder can bring to the table. Uh, and part of it is also me liking what I thought he could bring last year at around the trade deadline. So I, I'm, I'm certainly interested in, in Jay Crowder coming back to the Bucks. I think he can be a player that can help them. Certainly some of the interviews post the playoffs where he was kind of like, I don't know what my role was. I was kind of lost. I'm sure he didn't meet his expectations last year. And maybe his place on this roster wasn't where he thought it was going to be. Does a change of coach bring the optimism that that will change? And I'm sure he spent time with Adrian Griffin as well. I think we saw a little bit of that. So maybe there is a spot now where Jay Crowder, from what we have seen, loved playing alongside these guys and certainly got along well with the guys in the locker room. Maybe he's the type of guy that does want to come back. Now, what does that mean for my guy, Joe Ingles? I'm not 100% sure because we just haven't heard a lot from Joe. The interesting thing with Ingles is that Certainly, my expectation, based on what we've seen in previous years, is that Joe Ingles is going to play in the FIBA World Cup later this year in August. Uh, Maybe he plays really well, because honestly, offensively, I thought he was good. He shot the ball better than I expected coming back off an ACL as well. I guess the question is the fit with Adrian Griffin and what he wants to do defensively. But I would imagine between Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder, Javon Carter... Yeah, maybe you're only bringing back one of those guys. So the question for you, the listeners right now, if you could bring back Jay Crowder, Javon Carter, or Joe Ingles, is there one that you have a preference for? And why would that be the case? And that's all assume that this is around a a three to $4 million deal. Let's just say that for the sake of what we are projecting that the Bucks might be able to do in the salary cap. And maybe all those guys get more than that. I'm not 100% sure. We'll see. But that's the question for you. Ingles, Carter, or Jay Crowder, if you had the option, let me know. I'm going to get to Javon Carter a little bit next. So we're going to talk about him. And then maybe just some other names uh, to think of for the listeners as we move on through the week. And free agency draws near about 48 hours away. All right, so there were some reports uh, over the last 24 hours. Hoops Hype, I believe it was. Michael Scotto might have been the man there that was suggesting that Javon Carter is going to opt out of his deal. Uh, it was uh, around $2.3 million. I think, you know, again, I, I don't think this is something that is a big surprise. Uh, and maybe as much as we talk about what Javon Carter could get elsewhere, uh, maybe he is a guy that just goes, okay, well, let's just sign another two-year minimum deal. Maybe I play really well. Maybe I can get a pay rise next year, but put the player option on the back end again. I think if you're the Bucks, you would love that. And Javon Carter had an excellent regular season, I think, with not only what he could do defensively, but his ability to fill gaps on offense, shot the ball really well from the outside. So, I, th- I mean, obviously, I think it's obvious. It's a no-brainer if he wants to come back on that minimum type deal. He'll get a little bump in pay there. But is there a team out there that thinks that they want to give him more money than that and take him away from Milwaukee. I'm not 100% sure. I'm still, you know, I think the playoff stuff was tough. And it was clearly a, a poor series for the Bucks overall. But I think the size does matter. I think the size makes it difficult. I think it can be a little bit more challenging to get away shots on the offensive end as well. So to answer the question that I asked all you before the break, 
about Joe Ingles, Jay Crowder, Javon Carter. I think that the Bucks have a problem at the point guard position in terms of they're going to need a backup point guard somewhere. I don't know what that looks like right now. So that's why perhaps positionally you might look at it and say that they need Javon Carter there on the roster, and I will buy that. Um, but I probably have Jay Crowder and Joe Ingles above Javon Carter in terms of my power ranking of those three guys who I want back on the Bucks. So I think the Javon Carter situation is going to be interesting to watch. I know he was a fan favorite. I know we always had a lot of listeners in the comments wanting us to talk more about Javon and give him the praise that he deserves, quite frankly. But uh, did you see anything in the postseason that concerned you? Um, and and how desperate are you to have Javon Carter back? I think it's going to be an interesting watch over the next couple of days. I just jotted down a few names. And I'm just going to go through these super quickly in terms of guys that I think from a free agent perspective that might at least be on the radar of a team like the Bucks for some of those cheaper deals. And and I have Carter down there and Crowder and Ingles as guys that, you know, we'll see where their market is uh, as things rolls on. But obviously guys that are very familiar for Bucks fans. Um, I know one that Frank's mentioned before, Josh Richardson is kind of an interesting player. He is going to turn 30 uh, in a couple of months here in September. And look, let's face it, for the Bucks, that's a young player. But last year, 65 games, he got your double-digit scoring, actually shot the three pretty well, 36%. Um, from the outside, I think he was clearly a guy that going back a few years ago, the the value was was super high when he was playing his best basketball in Miami. He's kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit through time with Philadelphia, then Dallas, then Boston, then San Antonio, then the Pelicans last year as well, but actually played decent minutes in the back end of the season after getting traded to the Pelicans there. So you know, Josh Richardson, I think, is a player to watch. He certainly fits the the guard defensive mindset of this team he's not a knockdown shooter but he is disruptive so uh, where does his market lie is he someone that's going to be in that uh, taxpayer mid-level exception range probably Uh, so josh richardson is a guy that i think there might be some interest there Uh, let me know what you think and then i had uh, well kevin love we discussed on yesterday's show i'm still looking for some thoughts on kevin love if you think he's a guy that could join this roster and then dennis schroeder is the other one so i mentioned the bucks needing a point guard I think that is going to be the position of watch. And we discussed Derek Rose on yesterday's show. And you want to talk about a guy that has been uh, brought up on multiple occasions in terms of being linked to the Bucks. Dennis Schroeder has certainly been that. Certainly seen reports that the Lakers are interested in bringing him back. Uh, he played a lot for them last year. 30 minutes per game, got you around 13 points. Uh, Didn't shoot the three all that well, but he's a creative guy in terms of what he can do in the half court. Not not an elite facilitator, but probably an upgrade to what the Bucs have had from a a backup point guard position in years gone by. So Dennis Schroeder, I I, kind of feel like he's the type of guy that might be priced out of where the Bucs are at, but uh, one to watch. And if things worked out and, and he wanted to come out to Milwaukee. I think that was a player that you get pretty excited about. Again, the Bucks are working on the margins here. And one guy I'll just mention, because I know Bucks fans are going to be interested, is Dante DiVincenzo. I just think that he's going to be priced out. I, I think he's getting closer to the $10 million range. I don't know what team is going to pay that uh, money for him in terms of what teams have that type of cap space. I, I think just from a personal standpoint, it would be fun to see Dante play on a winning team. I think there's no doubt the Bucks would probably take him back if that was a situation that uh, he wanted to get into, but I highly doubt that. So DiVincenzo, an interesting player, obviously a younger player. 
I think he would fit based on what we've heard of what Adrian Griffin wants to do defensively as well. So there's just a few names there, but keep on dropping your favorites from the free agency list and we'll continue to roll on through a couple of days away. So the buildup is really going to continue to begin in the lead up to Friday when things tip off and Locked On Bucks is absolutely your place uh, to keep up with it all. Don't forget, after you're done with Locked On Bucks today, make sure you check out uh, Locked On NBA. They've got all the rumors and latest reports from across the entire NBA, so they'll have you covered. And I'm sure that they're going to mention the Bucks along the way. Continue to let me know what you thought. Middleton, Lopez, Jay Crowder. That's the big conversation from today. Where are you at with Jay Crowder? Are you like me, that we just didn't see enough and you still got optimism that he can be an important player uh, for this team? And then go through some of the other free agent uh, list names there, your thoughts on Javon Carter. Uh, let me know how you feel. A quick little solo pod today to give the latest as we continue to roll on and the build-up continues to NBA free agency. We appreciate you all watching. and We'll catch you all tomorrow.